Hello, and welcome to episode 70 of My Dog Will Eat My Face. Wow. Episode 70. (laughs) I never thought I would last this long. I don't think the doctors thought I would last this long. I don't think my listeners thought I'd last this long. Uh, You name the individual, and I don't think anyone you could name thought I would last this long. Amazingly, when I was first put into hospice, I was given only two months to live. Uh, Now I'm obviously well exceeding a year. So, with that being said, I want to touch on sort of a topic on time itself. Because it's something I hear a lot about, actually. Things like, oh, you're so young. And you're too young to be dying. And blah, blah, blah. You can hash out any which variety you like of the same mantra. But me being the quote-unquote survivor have had a sort of mixed feeling on the topic. And that's what I sort of want to touch base on in today's podcast. Is time... And what does it really mean, to me at least in this sense? And the notion that I might be too young to die. I certainly thought I was dealt a crappy card for a long time. And I still do. I don't think that's that's in any way commingled with any other thoughts with respect to time or time of death. Time of death, that is a different meaning, doesn't it? Maybe I should say age of death. I don't know. Yeah, age of death, sure. I'll use it here because time of death has been stolen by the medical community. It means something entirely different. Anyway, I I know I've been dealt a lousy card, but that has manifested in a wide array of 
of strengths and weaknesses over the course of my life. Sometimes, believe it or not, I don't think it was so much of a, of a bad thing in that I actually capitalized on that. And before I deviate further, let me first spend this next segment on describing how I would indeed capitalize on being dealt this card in life. So how could I possibly turn this horrible diagnosis into a blessing from Fortuna herself? Well, I've known my whole life that I had this heart condition. You see, it was a congenital issue. I was born with it. And therefore, since I was very little, I, of course, knew I had this condition. When I was very little, I was on oxygen. I was in and out of the hospital. There was no question in my mind that I had a malignant condition. And all the doctors I would see in my childhood pounded the same drum of doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom. He's going to die soon. He's not going to make it that long. He is, he is not handsome. No, I don't know. Just doom and gloom. So what did I do? I didn't crawl into my bedroom and weep into a pillow. Well, I take that back. I'm sure I did that many a times. But that's not all I did, and that's what matters. I've definitely cried for myself self-centered as that sounds. But I've also gone out of my way my entire life to make sure that if my life is short, if I am going to die a young age, then I damn well better make sure my life on earth is well spent. I worked extremely hard in school, in work. I played really hard with friends and dinners and parties, the club scene, with relationships.
You know, I uh, I capitalized on the time that I knew I did have, and the only time I was really guaranteed to have each and every day was the day I woke up. So I knew darn well that the next day might be very different and I might not have the good fortune to wake up and see it. So I translated that into working hard for what I wanted, playing hard to reward myself and to enjoy life. and learn as much as I could because, well, I love learning. It's truly, truly, truly a joy of mine. And so I absolutely tried to learn as much as I could in my days. There are many topics with which I'm probably a qualified geek. And I'm okay with that. So I took the news of this malignant condition, this heart condition, to mean that I had better make the day that is today count, because that's the only day I'm for sure that I will see because I'm looking right at it. <laughs> if I'm not in that day, I can't be guaranteed that. I can't even bet on it. I can't expect it. So I worked very hard. And I had, as a result of all that, I've shared this before, and I'll say it again, I had a really good life. And I had a very diverse life. And, and what I mean by that is I've exercised in both good and bad experiences. I've been married. I've been divorced. <laughs> I've traveled around the world. I've been held against my will in a third world country. <laughs> uh, I've sought and done many things, sometimes with absolutely negative consequences. But I also learned how to deal with those consequences. All that, that meant is that I had a fuller life. There's an Arabian proverb that says, all sun makes a desert. And I find that to be true. I was never really spoiled. Well, 
I guess my parents did spoil me a little bit. But that's their job, their parents. I certainly didn't live an affluent lifestyle. I grew up just in a middle-class home. Both parents having to work. So it was nothing in, in particularly special. But I absolutely took what I had, my mind and my body while it was functioning, to live a very full life. And what's the point of all this in this podcast? I did it in the time that I had. I did it by the age of 21. I did it by the age of 30. I did it by the age of 40. I'm doing it as the best I can even still today. So, knowing that I had a short walk, wait, a long walk off a short pier, that's it, ahead of me, I used that to my benefit, and that's how I capitalized off this heart condition. That's how I actually turned this lemon into lemonade. That's really the only way you could react to that, I think. So, who knew? Sometimes, having a short time on Earth, can bring with it good fortune. It did for me. Another imminent impact of time that I'm experiencing. is something that I would actually say largely an accidental negative. It's something that, well, on the face of it, most people would expect to be a blessing. I take it to be a curse. So I'll have to explain that. 
When I say it affects me imminently, it's because it's something I'm dealing with right now in my hospice care and in the twilight of my life. You see, I am young to die. Certainly, I'm only in my lower 40s, barely over 40. In terms of death, that's that's uh, incredibly young. Even in third world countries, I think that's still pretty young. I doubt there's any place that has a life expectancy of approximately 40. I should look that up <laughs> out of just curiosity. I don't know, maybe there is, but uh, I bet it'd be far and few between and hard to find. So, yes, obviously dying young is bad. But my experience with dying is really deeply impacted by my age. This is just according to my nurses and the people that provide me medical care. You see, I'm so young, my body is able to put up an incredible fight and can bounce back from vicious downswings and horrible physical violence. You can do all these things way more so than, say, someone could in their 80s or 90s. And I've been told that from hospice nurses, and hey, I'd expect them to be the expert in this topic <laughs> of how people recover from medical issues when they're dying and when they're 80 or 90 versus other ages. Uh, I would expect a hospice nurse to actually, from their firsthand experience, be actually quite verse on this topic. So I take their word at face value as the truth. I have no reason to doubt them. So, therefore, I'm lucky I get to bounce back. I fight really hard against my heart disease. Just in my own recent example, I 
went from waking up one morning and not feeling my legs and falling off the bed to walking normally today. Usually I need a cane. But still walking nonetheless. Didn't have to get any physical therapy or anything. I just rebounded. So I rebounded from that severe downturn. And my body is fighting really hard to keep me alive. And I bet most of my listeners are saying, wow, that's great. See, it is a good thing to be young. From my perspective, and this is going to be kind of the uh, buzzkill here. From my perspective, it is just awful. Just awful. Maybe a single event would be fine. But when surviving becomes your routine, to me, it's just awful. And I shouldn't have said surviving. I should have said trying to survive. Because of success, sure, that's nice. But the fighting, the bouncing back, that all is actually, to me, horrible. And really what it spelled out for me is a very long, very painful death. That's what that means to me. Being young and dying. In my case, it's a long, painful decline that I would not wish upon anyone. It is terrible. I've always half-jokingly said that my ideal death would be something like this. My last words, perhaps, would be, should we be flying that close to the mountain? And then silence. As my plane disintegrates into the mountaintop. <laughs> and I'm vaporized on impact. That's how I want to die. <laughs> 
A nuclear weapon would be would be good too, just a millisecond of white light and then I'm gone. That's my that's that's my ideal death. I am shouldered with my least ideal death, my most obnoxious death, my most painful and most horrific death, where it is a slow up and down, up and down decline over years. Where it's not even, I might die with each day. I might be heavily more debilitated with each day. And then I may bounce back. I might not. And that sort of thing, on and on. Because my body is young and otherwise healthy, as my nurses say. It's putting up a fight. And it is exhausting beyond words. I certainly don't wish to die. I'm merely stating that to die this way is downright lousy. And that, in part, is in thanks to my young age. The time I've spent on this earth. That relatively low time period that I've danced around the sun has created this up and down, up and down, up and down fiasco. I don't want to die, but I am really sick of it, the fighting. I'm really sick of that. So I'm trapped. I have to fight. If any malignancy occurs, I have to fight. I'm not okay with that. Wake up one morning, not feeling my legs. I'm not, ah, shucks. I guess that's me now. No. I'm dragging my gimped butt out of bed and falling on my face, forcing my legs to work again. That's what I'm doing. Do otherwise would be contrary to my very personality. So I am stuck in this 
up and down cascade until I finally one day will not have the fight in me anymore. And that's been thanks to me being relatively young. Oh, goody. So, looking at all of this, and, and this was just a very short and brief analysis of my situation as it relates to my age. Do I think that age matters? Of course. Does the age that when someone dies matter? Of course. But it can be both good and bad to the point to where it's not even worth mentioning. Everyone says it. So-and-so died. Oh, so-and-so was so young. Yes, imagine the hell they were going through fighting to keep keep themselves alive. Wow, how did someone live to be so old? Uh, well, if you consider sitting in a chair with a poopy bag and inability to speak or communicate with your fellow man in any way living. He did it by lots of Wheel of Fortune episodes. Now those are just grass and obviously not the truth for everyone. Some people die young, tragically, unexpectedly, and suddenly, absolutely. And then some people live to an old age and are spry and active and still thinking and living a great life. Sure. But these two things seem to happen that is the condition of life seems to vary from person to person 
with or without age as a as a catalyst or or age as a meaningful part of what makes them happy or unhappy. If that makes sense, I hope it does. Because this is purely me just picking up my stupid brain. I think it's like so many things to die young, like me. It just doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, the variance is all over the place between ages and whether they died well or not. I think the variance is just so exceedingly high that you can't really say it matters a whole lot anymore. You know, so anymore when someone says, ooh, someone died, they were so young. What's the difference? Ooh, someone lived for such a long life. Doing what? What's the difference? A human being cannot be summarized in a number, especially just a randomly chosen number of, which is years, you know, how many times you've been around the sun. You can't place a value on a life based off a number. That's what I've learned. It's not too different from the answer to the question, why me? I read somewhere that someone would bellow out to the sky, why me? Why is this happening to me? in the cold, empty sky, sat quiet, as if to say in return, why not you? I think just a lot of these things just come to not really matter. A number just doesn't really matter. In terms of being able to predict joy or love or a good life. Marcus Aurelius 
said, we are like many pellets of incense falling on the same altar. Some collapse sooner, others later. But it makes no difference. So, I think that's where I stand. Yes, I'm dying young. So what? incredibly joyful note (laughs) I think I'm going to go ahead and bring this week's podcast into port and close it off I know at the end it sounded rather dark and defeated but it's really not It's really just saying that when it comes to quality of life, when you die, does not appear to be a factor. So in a way, it's liberating, isn't it? Living forever as so many people try to do, will not guarantee you're going to have a happy life forever or whatever number of years you actually make it. (laughs) Just because someone died young doesn't mean they were miserable. Doesn't mean they had a lousy life. Doesn't mean even that they were short-changed. just doesn't mean anything. It's not a factor. So why dwell on it? I think we do because it's an easy number. And it's easy to make money off of. Drink this elixir, you'll live forever, you know, that kind of snake oil. Gross, drinking snake oil. Hope I don't live at all after I do that, actually. God, don't want that memory. Anyway. Back to uh, closing this podcast. (laughs) If you like what you hear, my incessant rambling, (laughs) 
feel free to support the podcast by making sure you follow it and click on notifications turn on notify me whatever it is in your application that you're using make sure it is selected to notify you so you are told of new fantastic podcasts that might come out and you would otherwise miss and have your chance to have lived a happy life i'm kidding but in all seriousness do click follow do click notify and if you really want to support the podcast go to patreon.com Slash my dog will eat my face and just drop a little change in the bucket for for me. Uh, caskets are expensive, you know. And I actually, I actually don't think I want to be cremated. I thought about it. for the longest time in my life, I wanted to be cremated. But now I don't. Now I, I want to be buried because at least at that point, I could still have a way of scaring kids. And that kind of makes me giggle a little bit. And long after I'm dead, maybe somehow I'm still spooking little children. And that just makes me laugh. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for joining this week. I hope to talk to you next week. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Mustn't forget that. And off you to say. <laughs>